You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and we are back again as we pound out through the first week here of March, uh, free agency creeping oh so closely. The NFL draft will be here sooner than you can possibly realize. Oh, we're going to sit down here today, first-time guest. Uh, I've talked with this guy for years. I've talked with this guy before I was even associated with covering the Cleveland Browns. Um, and to get initiated in here with uh, more folks um, and get deeper. And, you know, you, you, you know the, <laughs> there's a way I've seen this guy is he's pretty much, you know, about seven hours away. Um, but just a great guy and somebody I've enjoyed with. So the latest Lockdown Browns, of course, your host. At Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, make sure you're following. DMs are open. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Uh, DMs are open. Follow back account, as everybody knows. iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. Please keep those coming for me. I do appreciate that. Um, and joining me here today uh, you know, from the uh, probably, in, in I've been there, one of the most beautiful spots in the entire United States uh, from Hawaii. Mr. Mike Krupka at Hawaii Browns. I'm not sure the correct way to pronounce it, so we'll say H-U-I. Uh, I'm sure it flows off the tongue with a Hawaiian accent a little bit better. The big Mike, how's it been going, buddy? Jeff, man, I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, the introduction, and uh, for all those that are wondering, it's it's Hawaii Browns hui. Hui is the Hawaiian word for like a gathering or See? a group, so I just, I just went with that. So a gaggle, a gaggle, yeah, a hurdle, yeah. a huddle. Yes. Um, as everybody knows, Mikey is one of the hosts of the Nothing But the Dogs podcast. Uh, those guys do a fantastic job over there, um, you know, putting together a great show and putting together great content. And we'll we'll start here, Mike. Um, this is we're coming here like normally this time of year. It's just like, uh, you know, batting our heads, bashing our heads in. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Uh, we got to redo the carpet. The wallpaper sucks. The, the color of this sucks. Uh, the roof's leaking. You know what? Just trash the whole damn place and let's start again. It's not like that. There is literally no hangover right now. Um, and the fact that it's so quiet Browns-wise, that's good. Really makes it difficult content-wise, but it's good that it's quiet. It's really good that it's quiet. Mike, just give me a little bit, you know, some thoughts here, uh, you know, about the ride that was 2020. And for me, the one thing that will forever stand out is just basically – it's like, you know, I, I equate it to basically when you teach a kid to swim by walking them over to the deep end, grabbing them by his shorts and just tossing them in. Because that's essentially how this new regime had to, you know, basically handle 2020. Yeah, man, this this season was a complete breath of fresh air for, for Browns fans everywhere. No matter where you were as you watched these games, you you got that sense of excitement and that sense of, holy crap, we can do this more so than we've had in 20 years. I think that was one of the biggest things for me. And I think that goes back to um, just our, our head coach and the front office and the plan that they put in place and what they were able to achieve in a COVID year. I mean, it's just like you said, it, we, we didn't even go in the deep end, Jeff. They took them out here to the Pacific Ocean. They took them a couple miles off the, the shore <laughs> and they dropped them off there and said, you guys are going to swim back to the beach. And that's what they did. And And it was just for me, that that was the level of, I guess, surprise that I had. That that's 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 the breadth of what they accomplished this year, given all the circumstances, given the first time head coach, all those different things. It was 
it was one of the best uh, Brown seasons I can recall. And again, that all has sort of just brought up this, this confidence now as we move forward. Uh, and the continuity piece, I think, is so important in that. And you heard Coach Stefanski mention this yesterday in his press conference was we're bringing back all of our coaches and again, we're, we're, this is the first time feeling for us. Again, not only are, are we keeping you know, the front office in place or, and our head coach in place, but we're keeping everybody, including Coach Callahan. I want to just make sure we, we underscore that. So as we, as we move forward, I think we're going to have more of what we had this year, but I think we can expect to, to go to, to bigger and, and greater uh, heights. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on the emphasis of bringing Bill Callahan back. And I think what, what the influential, uh, where it's influential with him is, is now he can be maybe a little bit more involved as not just the offensive line coach. You know, look, you know, Coach Stefanski, he needs to bounce things off people who have kind of been in that position. He can do this. And, you know, hey, what do you think of this? And, you know, hey, how would we block this? I mean, because, you know, coming up this year, you know, Coach Callahan's job is going to be like, uh, guys, just – Go ahead, do what you did last year. Um, anybody got a question? I'm over here. Um, but, you know, we had the number one offensive line pass blocking, number one offensive line run blocking. So uh, whatever you do, just keep on doing what you're doing, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, and that's and that's also the fun part. And you're talking about, you know, Stump Mitchell's still around. And, you know, obviously these guys are, you know, playing at, at a high level, the running back position in a similar spot there where it's not so much about coaching on the field. It's about what's going to go on you know, behind the scenes and in the rooms and putting together game plans and, you know, everybody should be able to have a say on it. Um, you can't talk about the 2020 season and not talk about week 17 and then talk about the following week. And, and you know, and this is one where, you know, Pete and I, it, and this was where it, it not only you know, was, was it winning a playoff game, it was making it real. And it was looking at the Steelers and it was saying, this is not going on anymore. Exactly, Mike. You know, you take the big stick and you look at number seven and you look at all those faces that have stuck it up the rear for Cleveland for years and saying, no, no, no. Like it was like the summer where you went from like 15 to 16. You found the gym, added two inches, ate like a son of a gun every day. And you went go looking for all the guys that get, you know, basically did you wrong. And I still think my rotator cuff is screwed up from the amount of punches I threw after every touchdown that playoff game in Pittsburgh. And, you know, my wife like, screaming at me, do you realize what time it is? Uh, no, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you figure it out. If you got to leave the house right now, I don't care. But it was just so – it was going to be special regardless. But it was just kind of like, you know, it was kind of like, you know, the bar saying, you want to know what? The bartender's stepping out for a minute. Step behind the bar. Grab whatever you want. It's on us for the next hour. We got everything and the Jimmy's put on top. Yeah, man, that that game was just it was amazing. I think everybody, even even myself, and if you're if you're one of those Browns fans out there that that truly thinks and and will say that they believe that we had a chance in that situation, I mean, I think we were all feeling that like this the, the chips are just stacked against us to you know in such a way that this is not going to be possible. But the, the the way that we were able to cultivate that that confidence, it's it's truly special. And I think that really does, again, it goes back to, to coach. It goes back to, to the um, just the growth that Baker had in that last half of the season. I mean, it was incredible to watch the training wheels come off and to watch Baker grow and to watch he and coach Stefanski get on the same page about what Baker can do and what he can't do and what he's comfortable doing. And I think as that confidence grew, that truly became the identity, you know, from like, 
I don't know, a leadership perspective of this team is, is our quarterback. And that's what you want. That's what we've been waiting for. And I think we saw that culminate and cultivate in that game where it doesn't matter what, what the chips are, doesn't matter what's happened, we're going to go out and we're going to win this game. And I think that truly for us was the paradigm shift from being the, the ugly stepchild to being, you know, the, the new kid on the block, if you will. And it, it's, it's just absolutely jubilant feeling for a Browns fan to go through. I mean, the dude that I watch all the Browns games without here, he's a, he's a ex UFC fighter. And I mean, he picked me up and literally, I think almost threw me through the wall <laughs> during that game, like two or three times. And I mean, it's just, something that I haven't really experienced before. And uh, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to more of it. And, you know, and, and, or it's, you know, if you want to put it another way, it's kind of like, you know, that girl, you know, maybe about eighth grade or so, uh, you know, she comes back in September, you know, the braces are off, maybe a couple highlights in the hair developed a tad and wait, wait a minute. Is that, you know, is that nerdy Marcy? And everybody's all of a sudden like, Whoa, Hey now. And that's, I mean, that night in Pittsburgh, that's what it went. And it, it's always been like everybody's, you know, oh, Cleveland deserves it. They really deserve this opportunity. But that night, and with it being, you know, the national spotlight, and everybody just like, holy crap. You know, it, like, okay, you know, if we didn't watch, it wasn't really a fluke. Oh, my God. You know, they, they finally have got their act together. It's like that friend you had growing up, and it was like, well, you know what? You know, uh, yeah, well, you know, we're hitting 40 now. He'll grow up by the time maybe he's 55, for God's sakes. Uh, but it's it's just so refreshing. Um, for where this franchise is at from the top to the bottom, we're going to, there's still work to be done and we're going to get to that, you know, Mike, along with the rest of us, you know, one of the things, and it's not even just, you know, following the Browns, but it's roster construction. It's building a franchise. It's now making it sustainable. And we're going to get to that with Mike here with a little bit more here, but we got to do what we got to do here to take care of our fantastic sponsors over at the Locked On Podcast Network. Whether you are a certified mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible. Rather than changing prices based on the more, what the market will bear, similar to what the airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. Whether it is for your daily driver or your classic piece, whether it's tires, whether it's carpet, engine modules, Freon, whatever you need, Rock Auto has you covered. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, again, are reliably low, and they are the same for pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so you know that locked on sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com mike unlike years past this is it was trying to make this franchise maybe average no longer fleeting this year it's taking this product from good to great and free agency. And this is where it's going to be interesting because obviously everybody's hands are going to be tied. Last year, the Browns had the opportunity with a lot of cap room, went out right away. Boom, right tackle. Boom, tight end. And we're not going to do the tight end conversations anymore. People for Twitter was a cesspool today. I wish I didn't have the day off, to be completely honest with you. 
But Mike, give me some targets here, name or two, or what you think is maybe the most influential thing to put to bed so then we can start saying, you know what, now we can really line up our draft board because I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to worry about that. Similar to what they did on the offensive side of the ball last year with right tackle, with tight end through free agency. Yeah, I mean, I, before we get started in that, I might say that in the past, the Browns were, were just trying to essentially give ourselves a bunch of ammo, a bunch of stock to go out and do things that we needed to do to build the team up. And it took forever long and however many coaches and and uh, general managers to get here. But but here we are and, and we are ready to compete. Uh, we are ready to go for the throats of uh, our fellow AFC uh, opponents. And it's exciting, I think. If, if I'm looking at free agency, um, you know, like last year, I think it's very important that we peg safeties um, and or cornerbacks uh, this year specifically. I think that allows us – that gives us the flexibility we need in that first and second round to go after the best players available. I think the market is also pretty strong in those areas. I think if I'm looking at a highlight guy that sticks out to me, it's Marcus Williams. He's a young guy. He fits the profile. He's uber productive. Uh, and I think if we were able to land him and be aggressive somehow to restructure some, you know, some cap to, to make that work, uh, that would certainly give us a lot of flexibility to, to, again, to go forward in the first and second round and, and get guys that, that we know are the best players available. Um, I think if we're looking at, for looking at corners, I think the, the slot cornerback group is probably a, a lot more robust than the outside corner group would be. And I'm looking at guys like Mike Hilton, Troy Hill. I might even take a shot um, if the value is right. I know he's been injury ridden, but a dude I really love coming out of school is Jason Verrett. Um, he might be someone that they poke around again if the health isn't a concern and we can get him at, at the right value. Uh, but then the other position, I think, obviously, we took a big swing at. Uh, at least according to the reports, and that's edge. And so we lost out on uh, JJ. I want to play for a contender Watt to a big money bag. And <laughs> again, I, I never, I never, I want to live on we a golf course. <laughs> right, right. I, I never thought we were going to pay anything like that for Watt. So, uh, you know, good luck to him there. I think maybe a guy like uh, Trey Hendrickson, maybe Carl Lawson come into play. Again, depending on what we can do with the roster um, and different guys that we have on the roster, maybe restructuring, a couple surprise cuts, yada, yada. But I think those, those positions right there, like specifically those three positions, would give us the most flexibility if we can bring in a veteran, um, maybe a veteran starter and or veteran depth in those areas. Uh, I agree with you on safety because, I mean, last year they signed two. Um, and, you know, look, Rodney Harrison, his time here, you know, it was essentially a full season, but it wasn't because he didn't start playing. Then there was the injury. Then there was that whole weird COVID. You have it or you don't, or you were around people who have it or you didn't. Right. Um, but I do believe they want some sort of veteran presence there. So I have, you know, zero doubt with that. And we'll throw in this question here that a couple of people had. You mentioned it, um, you know, restructuring a little bit of the cap, perhaps a surprise cut. Got a name or two in mind, Mike? I mean, it's it's so early for, I guess, the surprise cut per se in my in my mind. But I think, and this would okay, surprise so structure uh, underscore surprise me. Uh, but Sheldon Richardson uh, being cast away would surprise me. He's 
when I look at it and took a deeper dive, I mean, obviously we saw the film. I think he's somewhat inconsistent. I think his flashes were good when he did uh, flash, but I think he just played a lot of snaps uh, last year. And, you know, his pressures and his uh, QB hits, I believe, were top 10 in the league at the position. So, mm-hmm. you know, getting rid of a guy like that at a position where I really value that interior pressure, that would really surprise me. I think we'd be able to save close to $12 million on the cap. So that in itself might be, you know, the the incentive for us to do that. But that would definitely be the first name um, that comes out of my mouth as a surprise. Uh, obviously, Jarvis Landry's contract, it's been beaten to death. I think we all really know. get out of town. Like, no way. That's never been discussed. I think there's a flag flying in your in your studio right now uh, from your co-host. I think he came over and planted it there. It's, it's <laughs> always there, no matter when you record your podcast. But yeah, we all know. I mean, everybody knows. <laughs> even even the cap guys that you and I talked to. You know, we've got Kevin Cole on the on the podcast. We brought in Jack Duffin. Um, you listen to other cap guys. Uh, it's it's not sustainable, and he's making a lot of money. Um, and essentially it it needs to be worked out. And so, you know, hopefully that does happen. And that again, gives us some room to, to do uh, some other things at some other positions of need. Look, you're going to sit down in my opinion with the Sheldon Richardson's of the world, the Jarvis Landry's of the world. And you're going to say, fellas, look, you've been around this block. Um, none of you have been this close. So here's the deal. Um, look, our hands are tied right now. Uh, do you want to have to look where and it could be it could be a situation where look we're still going to give you more money than you might get on the open market but do you you guys realize that we're a couple of pieces away here um look we're going to bring in kids but through the draft you have no idea essentially what that's going to bring look it's it's a crapshoot everybody knows that but uh you know sheldon richardson look you know andrew billings we're gonna have that 3.5 million dollars going to make your life a lot easier because guess what they're going to worry about the 330 pound dude and you who have a defensive end type of game but play the interior it should make things better for you it should make things easier for you hey can we talk about maybe three four million dollars throw some incentive money that way jarvis same type of thing uh look we don't know what odell's bringing this year as he comes back from acl um we're going to have to double up here. There's going to have to be, you know, a couple of guys here just in case to do this. And we can't put it all on Donovan Peoples Jones, Rashard Higgins, as much as everybody loves him, he could be looking at $7 million from some team and Rashard Higgins. Look, I love you to death, bro. You ain't, you ain't going to do anybody no favors anymore. Somebody wants to cut you a check for $7 million. Young man, go get your money. So it may not be feasible, but the thing is, is do you want to talk AFC championship? Do you want to talk about hosting it? Do you legitimately want to talk about playing in the Super Bowl? If that's the case, you know, look, you've all made a ton of money already. All right. I mean, your kids and most likely your grandkids, if you all did things right, you're going to be taken care of. Do you ultimately want to play in the ultimate game? That's what we are now talking about. You've got to sit down, have some difficult conversations with some guys. And it's not that like, hey, you know, you're stealing money from us. Because it's not the case with any of them. They're not essentially stealing the money. It's not like they're not getting paid for nothing. Um, But it's, you know, look, Miles is going to get his. Everybody knows that. Uh, The quarterback's eventually going to get his. 21 is going to get his. It's their time now. Where are you guys, you know, in your careers? Does team success matter and being a part of it? Or is it really going to come down to, you know, 
a million dollars, $1.5 million, maybe more by leaving. And with this year and the way it is, and this may help them, it truly may help them because nobody knows what's going to be out there on the open market. They have no idea. So, you know, are you comfortable here? Can we do this a little more team friendly so we can also make this team not team friendly, more team badass? Yeah, and I would say, and this is maybe some extrapolation, but if you heard Ronnie Harrison talk about in one of the Building of the Browns episodes of, you know, how much energy he derived from offensive players going out and making plays. So do you guys like playing with Baker Mayfield, essentially, right? I mean, because some of this comes down to extending Baker, too, and keeping Baker in Cleveland if you believe he's the answer, if you believe he is, again, that key ingredient to the recipe of getting to the playoffs and beyond. So, I mean, do you, do you thrive off of Baker Mayfield's leadership and his performance on the field? And if you do, again, to your point, Jeff, do you want to stick around and be a part of it? So I think those are, you know, those are going to be important bargaining chips and important conversations. Um, and, you know, Rashard Higgins, I, I, again, I, I love him to death. I'm, I'm a big fan of what he does on the field. I'm a big fan of what the stats say he does on the field. I think he's one of the most efficient players at the position right now, at least in Cleveland. And, I love the fact that he said, just send, just send me the paperwork. But to your right. point, Jeff, like if you know, you're not going to pass up an extra five or $6 million. So um, if it's a, a, just a couple million dollars here or there for a player, again, to get the opportunity to go and play for a championship, I think those guys, you know, they're going to be on board, but let's see what happens though. That's what makes a difference for Higgins because it's, you know, Sheldon, obviously, you know, a f- former first round pick Jarvis got the big money when he signed with Cleveland, you know, Richard, it's not been the case for him. And look, right. everybody, look, if you're there and, and you can perform at a certain level, you deserve it. So some tough decisions coming from players and some tough conversations certainly coming from Andrew Barry and this front office. We're going to dabble here in the draft. And, you know, Mike, I'm already curious. And for anybody who asked, I do not see the Rashad Bateman poster in the office for it. Whoever asked that question, um, it's not there. <laughs> maybe it's on the way. You know, maybe Mike's got it at the printing shop. We'll see. Uh, a little bit more coming here with Big Mike from Hawaii. And I'm sure it's 80 and sunny and beautiful in the water. You can walk on out neck high and see your toes because that was always the first thing I remembered because a guy who grew up in New Jersey in the Atlantic Ocean, first time I went to that, I was like, what in the world is going on? I can literally <laughs> see the sand. Craziest right. thing. So we're going to get back with Mike in just a little bit here in a second. Look, just because football season is over does not mean your sports wagering appetite has to die. And I have the perfect place for you to go and do that. Use the one place that we at Locked On trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code, all caps, Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it is the NCAA basketball conference tournaments or the NCAA tournament itself, NHL, MLB, NBA teasers, parlays, whatever you want. They got you covered at Bet Online. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Mike, we all love talking about it. And this is always, and it's the funniest thing because I don't think there's a bigger conglomerate of folks who cover one NFL franchise who have become so draft centric than Browns guys, because it's always about how, how can we get it better? How can we improve it? 
And this year, it does feel a little bit weird. And maybe it's, A, it's because of COVID, no combine, all of this. But it's more like, it's not, it's not about, can we get 13 players? And then on right. Labor Day weekend, can we get a left guard, perhaps a starting cornerback? <laughs> uh, we could use the third safety. Mike, it's about three, four pieces. And again, they have four selections within the first three rounds. If they maneuver from 26, it could possibly lead to five selections in that top 100, which is, you know, you want to try and bet on the sure things. Mike, some draft favorites. Not in Hawaii. Let's go. Yeah, man. I mean, I can run down a huge list of draft positions and players that have caught my eye. I, I was lucky enough to get an invite to the Hula Bowl out here in Hawaii, so I got to see what I consider to be a good crop. I remember uh, driving decent. past that stadium. And I, I had to be, I think I was 13, 14 years old, and my dad was kind enough to pull in, grease some guy. We were literally, it was the first time I ever physically walked on AstroTurf, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, 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 might might have been the last event and or game ever played there. So that was sort of special, you know, being out here in Hawaii for 17 years, yada, yada. But, you know, I, I got a chance to see some of the kids out there that will probably be drafted in the third round. Um, so they got some names there that are of interest. But I think looking at the Brown situation and, and really looking at positions that I think we need to address early on, I think it's clear that we need to fill out the uh, the defensive backfield we need to add a, a cornerback somewhere. We need to add a safety somewhere. Um, we need to add an edge as well. That's that's on my list. Got to you know take the pressure off of Miles with Olivier Vernon going down. We don't know what he is going to be or, or how he's going to play or if he'll even be here in 2021. Um, so got to look at, again, supplementing those position groups. Uh, more importantly, because those position groups are going to help uh, you know Coach Woods to be able to to do what he wants to do on defense. And again, it's going to give defenses um, or I should say it's going to give offenses uh, more of a challenge to, to exploit what we have, because really I think it came down to personnel this year and not having again, those, those cogs. So looking at those pieces, I don't, I don't know where you want to start, Jeff, but uh, um, I can, well, I can start wherever you want all right, so let's let's go to, let's go with Edge, and this dude caught my eye long ago, maybe about a year and a half ago from Texas. That's the uh, the Edge Joseph Osai uh, dude transitioned from uh, middle linebacker, I believe, to the outside edge, and his his production, his uh, his just his bursts, his ability on the edge is is very apparent. And I think the arrow is pointed up. I think he's a first round caliber guy. That uh, I think. Again, if we have the opportunity to take him in the first round and he's there, he might be a guy we consider. Another guy, of course, is Aziz. And, and let me tell you, this draft class has a lot of tongue twisters, so we're going to even uh, just give it our best shot here. But Ojulari uh, from, from Georgia, this dude is uh, electric. Yes. He's a little bit on, on the light side, but he is absolutely electric off the edge. Uh, Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, a bigger dude. Uh, has really heavy hands, Violet strong, hands. stout guy. Yep. Uh, just, he's going to just ruin your day if he gets those hands on you. Um, he's a guy I got my eye on. Uh, Joe Tryon from Washington. Um, I mean, Daniel Jeremiah mocked him, I think, in the first round a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't know if I see him there, but I, I, certainly a guy that has all the tools on the edge. Um, and if we're looking at more – Value guys, again, here's another name for you. He's coming off of an injury from Vanderbilt. That's Deo Aden Ingabo. 
Sorry if I if I butchered that, but he's got a lot of potential again in a value uh, draft selection spot. Um, I think Carlos Basham is another guy who's who's really good. I, I really like Jordan Smith from UAB. Dude has yep. uh, I think the second highest pressure rate in the entire class uh, in terms of getting to the quarterback. He's uh, just he's a gifted athlete. I know he's got some off the field stuff that we'd have to sift through, but in terms of adding a piece, uh, again, he's a guy that really caught my eye and then if we're looking at later round guys that I think have potential to develop or just be pieces um, I think Janarius Robinson from Florida State he's he's a guy I think has all the tools but would need some time Chauncey Golston from Iowa he's one of my favorites love his game he's a little bit light he's a little bit older so I don't know if he fits the profile for the Browns but really like what he brings and then uh, Malcolm Kuntz from Buffalo if I'm not mistaken he has uh, he's the fastest player to the quarterback in all of college football and when you turn on the tape it it really shows so he's, he's a guy that would intrigue me in the later rounds and then you know I think as a pass rush specialist a guy that caught my eye at the hula bowl he by my count anyways has the highest pressure rate in all of college football he's an undersized guy he's got 11 inch hands he's got 32 inch arms uh, he's he's explosive, but I think he'd be more of a pass rush specialist, and that's Max Roberts out of Boston College. So that's sort of the the edge position and, and, where, and where I feel about those guys at edge. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and it, it, and this is the thing because I, I think there's they're going to double dip. It's going to be a free agent, or, it, or it's going to be a free agent, or you know a a later round pick, or it's going to be a first round pick, and maybe you know a you know a rotational free agent type either way it's going to be a double dip there mike the linebacker position look the levante david talk i can understand and there's always the question of outlayers with you know the way things are done and again for the 555th time the browns are totally okay with the way the linebacker position worked last year they understand they didn't spend much but you want to know what for what they spent it worked out it really did um is if it's not a Levante David, is it something you think they should pursue high? We didn't really get to see Jacob Phillips, um, keeping that in mind. If they don't bag somebody, there's probably a good chance B.J. Goodson comes back in some sort of role because I think they truly value that he brought and just the way he commanded that defensive huddle from day one. How are you dressing that? Yeah, I mean, I think you and I have been in lockstep essentially about the value that this off this front office, this team places on linebacker where we saw what their plan was last year when we had injury concerns when Mac Wilson went down. They didn't go out and trade. They didn't go out and get rid of Njoku. They, you know, they went and they signed a guy off of the, you know, the cheap free agent stack and they, they rolled with it. And they drafted a guy, you know, at a value round at the position who they thought was, well, they thought he had upside, but it was super young. And I think that's sort of the the blueprint that you can expect. And so for me, taking a linebacker in the first round is a true linebacker in the first round now is absolutely asinine. I don't think it fits the guardrails of the Browns. I don't think it fits what we want to do on defense. That question was answered. <laughs> I think you know that that would be, you know, I saw someone mention this on Twitter today, but that would be like a turn off the draft kind of situation for me on, on day one if we went and got a linebacker. Um, I'm willing to be, be, you know, made made wrong about that opinion, but that's how I feel uh, sitting where I am right now. Um, if you're looking at guys, though, to come in later on that fit what I think um, the Browns are looking to do, 
I like Jabril Cox from LSU, and I really like Cameron McGrone from Michigan. Um, I think both of those guys are mm-hmm. just high potential guys. I think Cameron McGrone's a little bit more of a question mark in coverage uh, where he didn't really do that a lot at Michigan, but I think I, I think he can do it. So I think it's one of those situations, again, you bring a guy in, you think he can adapt and learn and, and do the things you want him to do. I think those two guys, and, and, and I'll caveat this and say that I haven't dove into the linebacker group uh, fully. Uh, I, I focus a little bit more on some other groups, but those guys for me right now stick, stick out the most. And I agree with you there. And, you know, I'll throw in Monte Rice from Georgia because I think he's similar to Jacob Phillips, just like, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, McGroin. It's, it's not, you know, and this is where people are getting confused with what linebacker means in 2021. You know, they're looking for somebody that's going to, you know, essentially, you know, meet the running back in the hole. That's not, mm-hmm. exactly, that's not what the Browns are looking for. They're looking for, you know, how fast can you run left to right? And can you get underneath a Travis Kelsey while we have a safety over the top? This is what they're looking for. They're looking for a Levante David type, and hopefully they don't want to pay $10 million for it. Um, but that's what they are looking for. Young, athletic, and you look at what you know Tampa Bay did with David and Devin White in the Super Bowl. That is kind of what they are looking for. Now we get to the secondary. And this is where, you know, when I mentioned this last night with Corey Kinnon, and this is it's weird when things fall the Browns way. Uh, you know, and this is the evolution of the cornerback position because the wide receiver position every year within the draft. Wow. What a great draft. What a great class of wide receivers. Well, in order for this to happen, it means the cornerback class is coming along with it because, you know, these guys have to play these guys in college. They have to find some way And Look, there's going to be penalties. There's going to be flaws. Guys are going to get beat, but you're going to need two, three, whether it's through free agency, through draft, you're going to need some corner guys. Yeah, for sure, especially in, in this scheme, right? I mean, you, you just need them, and you, and you need to be able to have depth to come in, and you need to have versatility. We talked on on our podcast with Brendan Leister about this, having guys that can play in, in that flat foot quarters defense, and are you know are able to be you know moved around from the slot or can play safety, and they offer that position versatility that I think uh, the team is looking for. Um, and again, this draft has a lot of good defensive backs, and and that's. That's great for us. It's it should be easy pickings in terms of kind of aligning the skill set with what we need and looking at guys that that stand out to me at least uh, from a versatility level. I think you know uh, Afidi Melanoff. I'm so bad at these names. There you go. You, you got it. Malafonwu. Big fan of him. Um, I think same agent as his brother, so I learned how to pronounce the last name a few years ago. I tip my cap to you, sir. And I should know how to say it, but when you put me on the spot here, I, I stumble. But, uh, yeah, so Afidi, Afitu, that, that dude has length for days. I think, again, he, he's a guy that we could probably snag in the second round, I'm guessing, um, and would be able to, to fill that role for us. His running mate over there in Syracuse as well, Trill Williams, uh, su- superb athlete. Uh, yep. He was played on the outside, I believe, his rookie year and did really, really good, and then they kicked him inside. And I think, again, he would be able to give you some of that versatility, might be able to, again, eventually be a, a boundary type guy. Um, I think uh, Benjamin St. Juiced from Minnesota, he, as a value guy, he, he's caught my eye. Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky caught my eye as well. Um, maybe not as uh, 
as recently um, as uh, some of the others that have caught on to his tape. But uh, definitely when I was studying Elijah Moore from Ole Miss in that game, he stood out to me. And uh, again, he's got a lot of uh, interesting components to his game that I think would fit. Elijah Molden, obviously, from Washington. Um, he's a dude everyone's talking about. Uh, Sante Samuel from Florida State continues to be uh, one of the guys I have sort of earmarked and pegged as uh, if we're going to pick a guy in round one, that's a that's a you know a cornerback. Uh, you're going to be really hard pressed to to steer me away from going Asante Samuel. Um, if we go to safety again, this is a group that I think um, again offers a lot of versatility. But I'll uh, you know we we talk about Florida State guys. We talk about Hamsa right away off the bat comes to comes to mind. Talking about a guy that can again match up against the Travis Kels uh, and 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 again play the tight end with with uh, athleticism and length. I think he's a guy that should be on our radar for sure. Um, and I think Andre Cisco from Syracuse is another guy who's a ball hawk. Uh, I, again, I, I would really love to, again, get the medical information on him and, and clear that out because he's electric. He's, he closes in an instant. He's like a Tesla. And uh, I think J- Javon Holland from Oregon is another guy I like a lot. And uh, Darius Washington from TCU. Um, I think he's probably one of the most naturally gifted uh, safeties that's out there. He's very instinctual, um, reads the game very well, uh, which brings me to my last guy. And th- this guy pr- probably is going to play in the NFL the same role that, that Ronnie Harrison plays in Cleveland right now. And I would love to see us draft a year ahead, if you will, f- of that need and get guys in the fold. But one of my favorite guys is uh, Talanoa Hafunga from USC. This dude Every time I watch him, he just he, he reads the game very very well. He's like almost ahead of the quarterback in in several instances when when you watch the the game tape the all twenty two. He's very instinctual. He closes quickly. He's a sure tackler. I think you know he had four interceptions this year. Some of that I think boosted his grade up a little bit. Uh, he did have some misses that I was a little curious about, but just naturally the way he comes down and can fill gaps uh, and, and the way he's shown that he can uh, at least, he wasn't asked to do this a lot, but he can cover. I just think that he's a good value guy uh, f- potentially for this team if, if we're going to get out ahead of that need at safety. That's the one name. You just go ahead and roll off the tongue like it's nothing. You you just go with that name like it's nothing, Mike. It's the, it's the, it's the Hawaiian name is why. It's the Hawaiian name. <laughs> of course, a little Polynesian influence. Mike is good, man. They, you put him in his realm, you know. I mean, Jack Smith, you know, Bill Bill Thomas. Mike ain't used to this no more. Mike is more used to, <laughs> you know, that type. Mike, go ahead. Obviously, plug the podcast. Uh, we got to put a bow on this one here because, you know, locked on, you know, they keep it, Jeff, under 35 minutes. And God knows I try, guys, but we like to talk. But go ahead, Mike. Yeah, brother. First of all, thank you very much for the opportunity to come on. Um, obviously, listen to the show for, for quite a while and enjoy your guys' content and uh, just the perspective that you bring to to the Browns uh, fandom out there. So, again, thank you. Um, you can find my work at Hawaii Browns Hui. That's at Hawaii Browns Hui on Twitter. Um, also, our podcast is Nothing But the Dogs. We are in season four. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. We got a lot of good guests lined up for the, the pre free agency, pre draft, post draft uh, kind of season. And so, uh, you know, if you guys are interested, check us out there. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you guys podcast. And uh, yeah, that, that's me, Jeff. Again, thanks a lot for having me on, brother. Uh, you know, look, look I, I will say that, you know, I, 
I love the people I've gotten connect, gotten to be able to connect with, you know, through this Browns fan base. And it's the point now where it's not even more about, you know, football and takes. It's about knowing each other. Yep. You know, uh, you know, I've, I've talked with Mike a ton and, and, and whether it's just, you know, knowing people and, you know, and most of the time, and this is the weirdest thing is most of the time we talk about life. Hey, how's everybody doing? You know, what's going on? You know, and most of the time, even when I start these conversations about, Hey, do you want to come on the show is, Hey, how are you doing? And look, a lot of this is about COVID and making sure that everybody's okay. And, you know, Hey, you know, how are you living? Everything good. You know, how's everything with you? And look, as you know, I asked my guys for anybody who wants to know, maybe, maybe one day they'll be leaving the Island. Who knows? We'll see how that goes. Um, could be a possibility. Um, you know, if, you know, he needs somebody to come take his place, we can turn it into an Airbnb and we can all go vacation. You know, when Mike leaves his place, uh, but it's a pleasure having Mike on here. And please make sure you're checking out all of his work and make sure you're checking out the podcast as well. Uh, we got to put a bow on this one. Um, again, thanks to Mike, um, me, your host, as you guys know, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, DMs are open, iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. And as you all know, this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.